This is Upload Media. <laughs> We've never heard Robin be stern with us before until just now. I liked it though. <laughs> That's kind of my kink. Hello, <laughs> listeners. We just got in trouble. Robin yelled at us. Robin told us to shut up a little bit. Oh, yeah, I'm so turned on right now. Oh, that's oh. Caleb's turn on. <laughs> Welcome to Othered with your hosts who like it dirty and rough and mean. A little aggressive. A little aggressive. Sarah and Caleb. Hi. Hey. How's it going today? <laughs> Thanks for listening to our wonderful show. We love that you're here. We do. We're so glad you're listening to us. So glad. I'm sure you're glad you're listening to us too. You're even gladder than we are. And if you wanted to be gladder, you could always subscribe. To Upload Media? That's right. Subscribe. That's <laughs> Yay! Yay! I don't know how we subscribe yet, but maybe it'll be in our show notes. It most definitely will. Robin is giving us the thumbs up. Hooray. Yay. We've made up from our little <laughs> altercation that we just had. Yeah. It's almost as good as makeup sex. Not quite. Not quite. Anyway, we're, we are so <laughs> glad that you're here for another episode. Oh, I am. I'm so happy that everybody's here. And um, yeah, that's all I got right now. <laughs> Right. Well, it's I feel, I feel verklempt. Do you? Caleb, do. There's Caleb in his vocab again. <laughs> Caleb has the best vocabulary. And if you're looking to expand yours, just listen to our show. Yeah, or just come hang out with me. Yeah. Because I never have enough friends. So. Yes, Caleb loves Hit me friends. Up. My DMs don't are come open. hang out with me. No, she's. Over I it. don't want friends. <laughs> I've she has reached enough. My quota. <laughs> it's been a whole week since we've been together. Ugh, and it's always too long. Ugh. What's been up? Um, not a lot, and I think that's the beautiful thing is that I've been like chilling, mm. like a villain. I've been like hanging out at home with my cat, watching TV, making dinner for myself at home, um, doing a little bit of gardening. Mm, because now it's eighty degrees outside, right? In Iowa, yeah, and I'm wearing a tank top right now. Same. Which is, Nuts, because I feel like a week ago it was like hailing and tornadoing and cold and frigid and like forty degrees. Mm-hmm. That's Iowa for you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back to forty degree weather on Sunday. Yes, mm-hmm. so exciting. It is exciting. <laughs> I've been watching Love Is Blind. Ew. Okay, it's really good and bad at the same time. That's why I love it. I it's get it. The worst, <laughs> best reality dating show I've ever seen. Um, yeah, we've talked about this a little bit. It just, I haven't, I haven't seen it, so I can't say anything yeah. really about it, but so I'm also, I'm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, turned on. <laughs> I love Love is Blind. When I first started watching it, it made me think this is actually how people should meet because the premise of the show, for those that don't watch, is there's, 15 men and 15 women and you go in these little pods and you're separated by a wall and you have to talk to each other and build a connection based on verbal um, communication yes only and never see each other Mm. then you get to see each other and see if what you've built emotionally can move into the physical realm sure and people are really shallow Mm. Mm -hmm. okay fair enough i yeah i believe that and i believe it more out of a series that it's like a um 
not rom-com, what do you call it? Reality television. Uh, yes. You know, is. they have to have that drama there. But for me, I can see myself falling in love with somebody emotionally way faster than I would via physical. Mm-hmm. You That's know, the like, point. I know, but like, yes. And I then it's it. like once you then see each other, are you able to sustain what you've built emotionally? Mm-hmm. Um, and it is really funny because most times people try. And to be honest, no one on the show is ever ugly because MTV right. isn't stupid or MTV, well, What's their names? Nick Lachey and Vanessa, who come from MTV World. Sure. But Netflix. We can see a little superficiality there. Yes. there's Yes. Everyone is probably at least a six out of ten. No one is ugly. Like um, an L.A. six. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Not an <laughs> Iowa six. No. Because our bar is extremely <laughs> low here. But everyone's good looking. Um, they pick... People who are, you know, probably a size zero to maybe six at the large. Like, everyone right. is attractive. Yeah. And so then you, these people who are all fairly attractive meet each other. And this season, there was one woman who saw her mate. And she just, I mean, you could tell that she fucking hated life the second she saw him. And she treated him like shit. Wow. And she was like, why are you staring at me? Don't you ever blink? And... It's just funny because you can see all of the emotional trauma that these people have sure. coming out like to play. Like they've gone through things and they've got hang-ups. Yes. Yeah. And they bring it on full display when they meet their partner. How embarrassing. I know, but also <laughs> it makes for such great TV for me. Right. I just I have a hard time watching that stuff because I get cringy and I can't like... Oh, I love it. I get like, what is it? I take on their embarrassment or the humiliation. Like I just cringe for them and I, I can't. Don't. I can't sit in it. I love it. I will sit all day uh, in the cringe. Okay. So that's what I've been doing. Um, watching Love is Blind. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and I've also been gardening. And I have been letting my nervous system reset and rest. Ooh, mm-hmm. That and sounds I've, real nice. It is nice. I've had to give myself permission to do that because like I told you earlier, we are constantly measuring our value and worth by our productivity. Mm, mm-hmm. And quite honestly, I've not been the most productive since I have quit my corporate job. Productive in what me- metric, though? There you go. Right. I have been producing more serotonin than I've probably been producing. Mm. So my brain is being happy. And I've been productive in terms of cooking dinner and keeping my house clean and watering my plants. Yeah. And resting. Those things have like so much more value to me mm-hmm. now that I've been outside of like the hustle area of my life, the arena of like trying to, uh, I guess, improve my career or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, is that that pro- productivity has like changed? The idea of productivity has changed for mm-hmm. me, which has been really good. It is really nice. So yeah. I've just been reveling in rest. Mm. Uh so good yeah i just took a little (laughs) two second nap (laughs) i know one day we'll have video and you'll be able to see caleb's face it's so pretty it's gorgeous we love your face whatever and caleb also told me that my boobs looked good today so i just want to let our viewers know that they do sarah's hot sarah is hot (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes and single (laughs) 
shameless self promotion. I know. As like a dating time. I, yeah, I'm always saying my DMs are open. So if you're a cute boy, a wide open. Caleb's on Tinder again. Oh God! Swipe till you find him. It's awful. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about Tinder. I hate it. Maybe we should do like a, a Cedar Rapids <clears throat> Love Is Blind. Um, I would do it. That would be fun. Mm. There's an idea for uh, Logan. Let's talk to Cat. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Um, we are very, 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 very lucky. Very to, lucky to be having um a guest on our show today. Uh, somebody I feel like we've been thinking about having on our show since practically day, day one. Day one. Yeah. Um, and so this is an exciting day for us. It's a super exciting day. A long time coming. Long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> and it's someone that we probably talk about indirectly at least almost every, every episode. Mm-hmm. Anytime that we talk about yoga, definitely, like, this person comes into my mind's eye. And our soul's spirit. Right. Our heart <laughs> Our <space>. heart center. <laughs> <laughs> she is a fabulous Cedar Rapidian. She is a badass business owner. She is an amazing ally. A I was community to... organizer. Yes. Yeah. A safe space. A rock star. Provider. A rock star. Literal rock Literal star. Literal rock star. Literal. Literal. A renaissance woman. Yeah. Oh, my God. We could just go on forever. Yes. A Jill of all trades. <laughs> there you go. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Okay, I get it now. Uh, a Jill of all trades. Let's give it up. For Sarah Driscoll. Bow, bow, bow. Come on down, Sarah Driscoll. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for saying all those nice things. Well, we just absolutely adore you. Woo! Yeah, yeah. There's our crowd. Oh. Do, 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 Get pumped. Do, do, do. Thank you. Here she is, sounding wonderful sounding on the microphone. Sounding so gorgeous, that Thank voice. Thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't get. I didn't, I'm sorry I wasn't here sooner. Oh, it's fine. I mean, you're here when it counts. Yeah, you're here when it matters. I hope so. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're so glad that you're here and that all of our stars aligned, and we're all here together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Worked out. Yeah. Um, so Sarah, why don't you um, tell us about yourself uh, for those of us who don't know who you are? For those okay. of us living under a right. rock. Right, and we, it comes from us. <laughs> Aside from Sarah and I, who like literally adore you, and we're a little biased, so thank you. Um, and That's we know so you sweet. pretty well. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, what's been going on. Um, I'm just a Cedar Rapidian that's been living in this town for a long time and playing music. And I'm a mom and a wife, and I have a dog named Lucille. And I own Breathing Room Yoga downtown. And that's how I got to know you guys. I'm so grateful. Yeah. We have a nice little community around the yoga studio. We really do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also um, a part of a couple of bands. Yep. I'm in the Diplomats of Solid Sound mm-hmm. and the Awful Purdies. I've been in both of those bands for like 16, 17 years. Yeah. So really it's a long, long time. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's been really awesome. And we just started a new little side project, Kathy and Abby and I, from The Diplomats, called The Nightlights. Mm-hmm. And you just released a new album. Just put out a new album, yes. What's it called? It's just self-titled, The Nightlights. <laughs> the that Nightlights. Mm-hmm. And that's on Spotify and all the things. Yep. 
Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, give it a listen. You have sure. to check it out. I've been really enjoying it. Thank you. Yeah. Me too. We just did our album release show last weekend in Des Moines at XBK, which was a really cute venue. It fits like 250 people. We sold it out. So that was exciting. Hot damn. I know. Snappy. I felt felt so good. Um, and yeah, that was a lot of fun. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> I'm glad it's over, though. It was a little stressful, too. Well, yeah, it kind of seems like uh, you spend so much time like writing an album, putting it together, performing mm-hmm. it, producing it, all that stuff. And then it's it came out, like, what, like a month or two mm-hmm. months ago? Or something like maybe, like yeah, that? three weeks ago or so. Three weeks ago. And then to finally have this party is kind of like a long time coming, like, from beginning to end. So that's got to be... It's got to feel nice to kind of get that out of the way. Yeah, there's a lot of buildup. So, yeah, it feels like some pressure or something has been released. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like weight off your shoulders or yep. something. Yeah, yeah, it feels good. Nice. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I can't believe we know a rock star. I know. Oh, geez. I'm so flushed. Exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flushed. I just want to share this personal story about Sarah. Oh, please do. Yeah, don't worry. It's nothing bad. But <laughs> <when laughs> just, just want to put that out there. But I remember as a younger person going to the Irish Democrat with my grandparents and seeing this eccentric, beautiful woman with big, dark hair who would be our waitress. And I was like 12. This was a long time ago. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, she looks cool. Look at her. And I would see her every time I went in Mm -hmm. to the ID, which is a staple in our community. And fast forward 20 years later, I ended up taking yoga teacher training from this same beautiful woman who happened to be Sarah Driscoll. Yeah. And so I say that to say only in Cedar Rapids can you like literally see the same person years later in random places because we live in the smallest town. But also it is just ordained. It is Mm -hmm. destiny that I know Sarah. Yeah. Cool. It's funny to me too because I think like Sarah Van Cleave gives me shit all the time. About I can't go anywhere without knowing people. Mm-hmm. And people are always like, oh, my God, hey, Caleb. And you give me and endless like, shit. But anytime I ever talk about you, Sarah Driscoll, people are like, oh, my God, Sarah Driscoll, Sarah Cram. Oh, I know oh, her. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, so funny that, like, you are such a celebrity. Oh, my god. You know, gosh. in this town. That's silly. You are It is silly, but it's, like, it's fun, too, you know, that, like. Yeah. In terms of, you know, the, the small community that Cedar Rapids has, mm-hmm. that you are a person who um, people are happy to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do like to connect people. So, like, I feel like I just want to know everybody so, like, I can know what's going on and, like, maybe introduce a couple people, too, that might mm-hmm. benefit from knowing It's like another. you're, a, like, a natural networker. Yeah, I do. I feel like, yeah, I get that part of business. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of owning a business I don't get, but networking I get. I like it. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And I think relationships really are the strongest thing that I think when I think about who I am and what I offer as like a, you know, brand for myself as like a bartender or as a yogi. Mm -hmm. um, I think those personal relationships always are beneficial to me. You know, like I may not know the best way to like put myself out there on social media or whatever, but um, the community that I've built is something that I'm super grateful for. And mm-hmm. so I can definitely see that in your life. Yeah, I think people in Cedar Rapids are just really cool, too. Like we're really accepting. I don't know. I feel like Cedar Rapids has this cool combination of like kind of down to earth people, but like 
creatives, you know, um, just hardworking mm-hmm. and hard playing. Totally. You know, so I don't know. It's a good, it's a good crew. It's really hard for me to describe what Cedar Rapids is like to people who don't live here. Like my brother, when before he ever came to visit, or my parents, or you know, the friends that I had in New York when I moved here, like. It's just really hard to put your finger on what Cedar Rapids has going yeah, on it's because like an it's anomaly. a lot of yeah, it's a lot mm-hmm. of really cool things, mm-hmm. but you kind of have to, like it's kind of like underneath the surface, you know, mm-hmm. like on the outside, it's like it's very There's small. This farming community. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and it's like got some factories, so it's kind of blue collar, but then yeah. we got some tech, so we got some rich people hanging out, but mm-hmm. they're still cool, kind of. Yeah. Totally. It's good stuff. Um, so Sarah and I have been talking about um a lot of things on this podcast, but things that are kind of um, our focus right now is we're talking a lot about um, personal development and Mm. um, healing and self-awareness because we've been going through a lot of change. Mm -hmm. And Mm. so all of these things are becoming like tools for us that we, um, I don't want to say hyper fixate on, but we're fixated on, these things that are helping us transition from one stage of our lives to another. Um, and I think a lot of those tools have a lot of grounding in the work of yoga. I think personally, for me anyway, I don't want to speak for everybody, but. I agree. Um, we can all agree on that. I mean, yeah. we know. And I just, I remember going through the yoga teacher training and, um, like, my mind being open to all these concepts of, like, self-awareness and, allowing yourself to be still um, and breathing through like discomfort and um, I guess letting the process change you as opposed to trying to push through the process, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Being able to be in that place of tension. Yeah. I think that's cool to think about like, and if you're talking about change, you know, uh, these transitions that we go through can feel really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Or like sometimes we have resistance to them. Sometimes we are not ready. You know, we are, but we think we're not. And so, like being able to be in those places of tension in your yoga practice then can sometimes translate to your regular life. You know, totally. Mm-hmm. We're often using yoga as a metaphor for life mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. What made you, Sarah, <clears throat> want to transition from like? single rock star ID bartender to yoga rock star superstar mom business owner? Well, I got pregnant, so that turned me into a mom. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was planning on it, but yeah. I mean, you know, I wasn't really prepared, but we never are, you know, for what's to come sure. with the new baby. I didn't take to it as naturally as I'd seen some of my friends do it. But he's eight years old now, so I'm I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a lovely I figured child. it out. Yeah, does he? Figuring great. it out, I guess I should say. Is um, there any other ways that you feel like you've been, you know, transitioning, like through that process, or like in the past, like couple of years, or even totally? Um, yeah, I feel like I quit the Irish Democrat and I bought a building downtown with my husband, and then I had a baby, and then I opened my yoga studio, like all within the same couple months. Whoa. So that was a lot. Yeah. And then I just had a new baby. So I was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, everything <laughs> could be burning down around me and I'm good. Um, and so it's just been this nice little 
I know I say this to you guys all the time too, little baby steps. Mm. That's the way I like to do things, slow as a turtle. <laughs> you know, so it's like that was a lot of transition, but I just kind of slowly opened my studio. I like, you know, just tried to live as cheaply as possible so mm -hmm. we could just kind of have this nice slow start to the business so I could be around Desi and be home with him. And it's just been like a real slow build. And he started going to public school last year. So that freed up a lot of time for me. So now I feel like I can devote more time to like being a business owner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How long has the breathing room existed? We have been downtown for eight years. It's like, it'll be eight years in May. Wow. Mm -hmm. But I, I opened really slowly and kind of like on the down low because I didn't know what I was doing and I was like scared to open up or whatever. So I just quietly opened in May. Mm -hmm. But I had been teaching yoga out of my house and I kind of had some students already and some friends that were coming regularly. So that made it feel really comfortable. And that's the way I like to do it. Just bring some friends along to things and then it feels more comfortable. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think what you said earlier about kind of taking baby steps, I think that's been the hardest thing for me to, I'm aware of it, you know, but I, I have a hard time like actually living through the baby steps and allowing myself to not like want to jump ahead mm -hmm. and to be like, oh, I just want to be here at this point. So I'm just going to oh. rush there, mm -hmm. you know? And so the baby steps of transition really is the hard thing for me is the patience. Right. And allowing things to develop. I have the process. Yeah. Yeah. I have bad <coughs> patience. Like I'm not very patient, but I'm also like my nervous system gets all funky if I like change too fast mm, mm -hmm. or like have too abrupt, you know, crazy mm -hmm. stuff happening. So that's why I like to go slow. Also, I get distracted and I need to rest. <laughs> so if I get distracted and go do something else or if I need to rest, those also come into play. Mm -hmm. So then things just go a little slower. Totally. That's all right. Mm -hmm. It's not a race. It's not I a know. race. Which is really hard for us to remember. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been trying to be more intentional about enjoying my own baby steps, which sometimes I'm not moving mm -hmm. at all. And that's okay. That you're not moving forward, but you're moving laterally, maybe? or what Yeah, do you think? maybe I'm moving laterally. Maybe I'm, instead of actually taking steps forward, maybe I'm just expanding. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm stretching. Or just, like, being in the moment and, like, yeah. for gratitude for what's happening right now. Like, I like mm -hmm. to try to do that, too. Like, savor a moment mm -hmm. in time mm -hmm. because it's inevitable things are going to change. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, when you're just in this great sweet spot, you just want to be like, I just want to stay here for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you come to I guess like how did you become this like amazing person? But like um <laughs> I think I was like, othered as a young child. Yeah, like I think like how much of you know you know, I consider you as a person who has a lot of empathy and a lot of compassion. Um where do you feel like that became such a focus for you because I think you when in conversations that we've had in the past you know we talk a lot about um like even in the yoga teacher training the skill and action book um kind of developing compassion for people around us for the community that we live in um for the state for the nation that we live in um and then also like your love for um, being a woman and being a mom and for um, people of color. Like, there's just a lot of love that I see in you. How do you feel like 
that developed in your life? I think my parents are just so laid back and accepting mm. that they never put any of those weird pressures that I think some other people's parents might have put on them, like these standards to like live by and strive to and all that. My parents are just kind of real laid back hippies. And I, I'm constantly thinking back to that because I'm like, yeah, they really truly would have let me do anything I wanted. And they were very encouraging. Um, so I think it started there because then I didn't really have like weird expectations that weren't met because I was just like a laid back kid mm -hmm. with laid back parents. I don't know. And then um, I just happened to like move across the street from these guys that played music. And so I started singing with them and I. I just thought, this is fun, and, you know, um, so I started to respect anybody that plays music because it's hard to get up in front of people. Mm -hmm. I think just because I've been compassionate with myself throughout my whole journey, then maybe I'm just compassionate with other people, I guess, because yeah. it's hard and, like, takes a lot of will, you know, and sure. resting. It's like a good combination of everything, you know, to keep your mental health going so you can keep going. So I just kind of like respect everybody that's doing stuff, like doing cool stuff, um, because I know it's hard. And even if you're just like making it, like putting one foot in front of the other and like making it through the day, like I also respect that because that's just where you're at sometimes. Mm -hmm. So maybe because I've had those kind of mental health, you know, struggles and maybe I'm just, I don't know. I try to like be compassionate. I'm not compassionate for the people running our state. You said something about our state. I was like, no. Uh, no. <laughs> I get a little 86. fired up about yeah, the right. politics. Well, stuff. totally. And we've had a lot of conversations about politics. Um, yeah. But that's having it's compassion for the marginalized community. Yeah. Right. What we're doing in the state of Iowa is not compassionate um, or loving, you know, right. or accepting. It's really terrible. Mm -hmm. So that upsets me. And, you know, Yoga studio is definitely a political place. You know, we're all working on ourselves there and like trying to build our self awareness and our compassion muscles. And, you know, it's just we got to be political or else we're not actually, you know, loving our community and, and putting putting effort into it. I love, I want to like unpack that still. And I'm, I, I guess I feel like I've been like consistently trying to unpack that in my life. Um, but what, how, how do you see that connection between the yoga studio and the greater, um, I don't know, compassion for other people and how that looks in politics? Um, I don't know. I guess I feel like the what we do in the yoga studio is political because it's going against what everybody else is taught to do or like what we're like what society tries to get us to do, right? So like we work really hard and just keep your head down and don't ask questions and don't be curious. And, and when we come to yoga, we just have this nice long hour of silence, except for the teacher talking. But you know what I mean? The teacher is giving you prompts to like look inward. So you're taking this time, hopefully every day, to like listen to your body and open up, you know, the lines of communication between your spirit and your consciousness and your intuition and that's like the opposite of what you know capitalism wants us to do mm -hmm. so that's it's political in that way or like kind of punk rock in that way but then also you know the more you look inside yourself then you realize you have to like do things in your community to make it better 
And Cedar Rapids is pretty easy, you know, like Cedar Rapids is just like, I don't know language as well as you, but I'm trying to think of a word like this, like shapeable, you know, community where it doesn't take very much effort to like make a big difference. You just mm. have to like get out there and like find your people and like do something. And people in Cedar Rapids are like, yeah, sure, we'll support that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, getting involved in your community. I feel like I went off on a tangent there, but. Oh, it's kind of an open ended <clears throat> question. We love a tangent. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that taking, I don't know how to phrase this, do you think that welcoming politics into the yoga studio is something that is unique to the breathing room and you, or do you think that all yoga studios kind of incorporate politics in with their teachings or their space? I mean, if you're truly studying like the history and culture behind yoga, you, it's political. Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, So I think all studios are. If you're studying yoga, it's bound to get political. And I mean, if you're not political, then you're just letting everything happen around you, right? And like even just like checking out of it can can be seen as that too because then you're not um, consciously aware of what's going on and how people are feeling. And I do think that like going through the whole COVID situation – made things political between studios too like some Mm. studios were like we're closing some studios were like we're going full bore no mask you know and like so it got kind of political but like it it opened it up for everyone to have a place to go you know and then they can make their own decisions which is what I think is most important you know Mm. Um, being able to make your own choices and do your own thing that's the most important thing right that's why we are political, so we can all have the right to do whatever we want. Totally. And I think it's it's hard for me to think of anything as apolitical, you know, as like mm-hmm. is divorced from any kind of politics. Your existence is a political statement. Right. And I think about that a lot um, because I kind of have to, I guess, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't necessarily have the privilege of kind of existing as a cis uh, I mean, I am cis, but I'm not hetero. You know, I'm not a mm-hmm. heterosexual. Um, and I don't present heterosexual most of the time. Um, and so I think for me, it's important, um, or it was really uh, beautiful when I remember, like, going to your, to the Breathing Rooms um, website and seeing a, a class for an LGBTQ class that was um, being hosted by our friend Ken um, and somebody else, too, I forget. But... Um, and that was just like really like I don't know, beautiful to me. I was like, oh, this is great. You know, like I don't know how an LGBTQ class would be different than uh, a hetero yeah. class, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, that it was a space for me, you know, mm-hmm. that was specifically like, you are welcome here, and you can come, and you can just be yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, a little extra layer of relaxation, right? Mm-hmm. And networking, like I am totally. always trying to like, you know, create community. So like the, the queer and trans classes were like to just kind of bring people together. So maybe if they were feeling kind of lonely, you know, in mm-hmm. their ideas that they could meet someone that might have these same issues, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I have always appreciated and found to be really different was that when we were going through our yoga teacher training 
you had us read a book, um, Skill in Action, about racial injustice and basically how that plays directly into yoga and the experience that practitioners have um, teaching us for most people a stolen practice or an appropriated practice and for yoga students. And I remember that when I was presented with this material, I did have the thought because I did not know you or Caleb or our friend Abby very well. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to read a book about race with three white people. Mm. And that's like one of my <laughs> least favorite things to do on a fucking planet, <laughs> believe it or not. And I was like, what is this going to look like? Oh, no. And if I start with my like, fuck white people shit, are they going right. to think I'm racist? Mm. But we were actually able to have conversations where everyone spoke, everyone was heard. And it made me think like, okay, this is what an ally looks like. Mm-hmm. And now I have three allies, which was really important. And when I would talk to other people who had taken yoga teacher training and I was like, did you guys learn about the appropriation that happens in yoga? They were like, no. And I just remember being like, damn, Sarah's unique because she didn't have to do that. That's not in a curriculum that is dictated by the Yoga Alliance, but you still choose to do it. And the fact that we all had to sit there and maybe you guys were as uncomfortable in the beginning of that as I was, maybe not. But for Mm. me, I was like, this is not going to go great. And it went great. And we're all Mm -hmm. still friends. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) But that's really special. And I think that, um, I don't know, people take that for granted and forget that yoga is not inclusive. Um, I think we all right. want it to be, mm-hmm. but in actuality, it's not. Right. The experience of yoga in Western civilization is different than its roots, than um, <laughs> what it could be, you know, mm-hmm. what it is. That... It's evolved. It's gone through all the transitions, too. Yeah. I mean, we, it's, it's this amazing technique um, and, and belief system. It's so deep that it's hard to like describe exactly what it is, but it's made it through all this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really landed in the United States probably because of capitalism and the hustle and bustle that people feel like it's this thing that we need. And so we've just kind of taken it and made it our own. And um, sometimes the, you know, the origins get forgotten about. So, yeah. you know, and like, it's going to take me my whole lifetime to learn about those origins and like learn about all of the things that have been appropriated, you know, uh, just like everything it's, it's changed and it's evolved right along with all of us. Um, but it's just a fun thing to look into and, and research. It's kind of like music, like it never ends and yoga's never going to get boring because mm-hmm. there's so, so much history there. Mm-hmm. And so, that's, that's good for me because I get bored easily. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, um, I like yoga. It's good. It's good stuff. Always teaching me something new. Totally. I think mm-hmm. I was thought about a coworker who I uh, was having a conversation with after he found out that I was a yoga teacher. He's like, why is yoga only for women? And I was like, wait, what? What, what are you talking about? There's so many misconceptions. There are, yeah. and it's so weird that there's like that that showed up, and that was his question. I was like, huh, 
Fascinating. People can say some really weird things when you tell them you're a yoga teacher. Yeah. <laughs> or they'll just like start stretching. Like, have you ever noticed that when yeah. they think you're, you know, they're talking to a yoga teacher, they'll just start spreading their body out. And it's like, people need to move. Right. Or they'll be like, well, I'm not flexible. And it's like, I'm not either. Right. But That's like the number one response. Yeah. I'm not flexible. It's like, what? Okay. okay. <laughs> I get a lot of men that I like meet who don't know me like on Tinder and they'll be like, what do you do? And I'll be like, I teach yoga. And they'll be like, ooh, I bet you're flexible. And I'm like, honey, calm down. Like Take no one's easy. putting <laughs> legs above their heads in this scenario today. That's not what yoga is. Oh. They want to get into the tantra yoga. Right. They do. <laughs> and that is not the kind of yoga that I practice <clears throat> on a regular. No. Wait until you meet the right man who's embraced as divine feminine and you guys mm. can do tantra yoga together. Tantric sex fun. together. Ooh. Wow. Mm-hmm. That'd be fascinating. Mm. I hope that that happens to you too, Caleb. Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we all need to meet a man who's tapped in. <laughs> yes. Slide in our DMs. They're open. <coughs> Let's take a quick little break. Yeah. And when we return, we'll come back with more Sarah Driscoll. Yeah. Right here on Others. <laughs> Bizak. Bizak. <laughs> um, we are talking to our one of our favorite people, Sarah Driscoll, Aww. about healing and change in yoga and transformative power of yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you before we go any further was, uh, what's your favorite yoga pose? Good one. Yeah, thank you. I just came, they came to you when I was smoking. I was was like, I wonder what her favorite yoga pose is. Um, Right now, it's three legged dog because I've been trying to strengthen my glutes. Yeah, get those butts. Um, I'm trying to correct my posture. Yeah, you can tell as a student. You're like, squeeze your glutes, engage your glutes. No, I have to thank Jessie for that one. Jessie's like, you have to do more than that. Because I'm like, we do this and we do that. And she's like, you've got to do more. You've got to uh, activate. We were in bridge today and I was like, ouch. Yeah. Yeah. I, need I like to be it. Doing that. It makes me feel good when my glutes are sore. I'm like, ooh, mm. I'm doing something and it's, I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope it corrects my posture. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Sarah today about how much I want a juicy ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, uh, I need to be doing more bridge and through like a dog. Mm-hmm. Or, squats. or squats up and down the stairs right yeah when i moved stairs. into the building there's like 20 stairs going up and i'm like yeah these stairs are gonna help me <laughs> you know this is my sure. journey on yeah i'm like ass. i like these stairs yeah yeah build it i do love a stair stepper i do the stair stepper at the gym mm. yeah my ass is just fat from genetics though just God bless fat. those it genetics. It looks muscular to me. Good. Thanks. It looks great. Yeah, it's fat, P-H-A-T. Yeah, <laughs> fat Pretty with hot a P. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's two of the few people that get to see my ass because it's a very dry world for me. Oh, wow. Well, it's all right. It's cool. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
I know you wanted to talk more about healing. Yeah. I didn't know if you had something particular that you wanted to um, say. I think going on to this kind of route that we've been taking in this conversation um, is, you know, about this kind of personal transformation or um, the way that yoga is political, right? Mm-hmm. And I think <clears throat> it's important for Sarah and I to be localized, right? We want to feel like we're on the ground um, affecting change, not only in our own lives, but in the lives around of the people around us too. And I think a lot of that has to do with resources, um, and conversations, you know, about being people who have these kinds of conversations with, um, those around us and mm-hmm. in the community. Um, <clears throat> and so that's why I think it's so important to, uh, I guess, kind of get your perspective too, because you are such a person who is involved in community. Like you've been a person, uh, about town in mm-hmm. Cedar Rapids for so long. Um, and that is one of your like strengths is community building. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does that look like in the yoga studio? Like have you, since the inception of it, mm-hmm. um, how much have you seen like, I guess, growth or change um, or healing happen through the yoga mm-hmm. studio? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the most rewarding mm-hmm. um, position to be in as a studio owner or even as a yoga teacher. I'm sure you guys have seen it too. Like, <clears throat> You just, you see so many people like, you know, taking that time for themselves and you see transformation of a lot. Um, and I've had students that have stuck around for years and years and years and like, they're feeling good, you know, they're doing great. Mm-hmm. And it makes me really happy to see people investing the time in themselves. And um, because that's what it is, right? It's, it's time consuming. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what keeps people away is like, I'm not, it's boring. I'm not doing anything productive. And it's like, you are doing something very productive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just opposite of what you've been trained in your life to like know as productivity. Again, redefining mm-hmm. productivity. Yeah. yeah, it's so productive. And um, it's just so good for us to like get to know ourselves better, right? That improves our relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's like the root of everything i think totally i mean maybe because i'm a social person relationship based uh stuff is you know right up my alley oh yeah totally i love it and i think maybe that's that kind of you know productivity and changing your idea of it is maybe that's why like shavasana can be so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because you're not like quote unquote doing doing anything you're Mm -hmm. not like stretching you're not you know getting stronger through shavasana you're just allowing yourself to be which can be so healing Mm -hmm. and it's hard to be still that's like one of the things i found the most is um we in my class we have a very long shavasana Mm -hmm. and for people that aren't used to it they're like we were laying there for a long time and i'm like it was like 12 minutes you're fine (laughs) but people are not comfortable with being still right Mm -hmm. and i think one of the biggest transformations that i witness and i really like to see in class is when people stop listening to my cues and do what they want to do during Mm -hmm. their practice Mm -hmm. and that always makes me really happy because obviously i don't want you to like start cartwheeling around the room but I guess if that feels good to you, then go right ahead. Right. Mm. It shows they're getting into it. Yes. Because they're like sure. exploring with mm-hmm. their body. It's like they're mm-hmm. feeling empowered yeah, to, to do their own practice. Yeah, to make their own decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to feel like they own their own body, mm-hmm. you know. And I think like that's something that I talk to people a lot about when I talk about my yoga practice is that it's not so much like my physical health that I feel like I get a lot of um, benefits from. Like that's definitely something I get, but mm-hmm. – 
the a kind of mental shift that happens mm-hmm. that I feel like I I know myself better. I can be in my in my body mm-hmm. um, more comfortably. Um, the balance between effort and knees is something yeah. you say a lot. Mm-hmm. Knowing that just because you're <clears throat> uncomfortable, that doesn't always mean you're in pain, right. and you can stay in that discomfort right. without hurting. Um, yeah. and I think just watching good. your thought patterns too. Like, if you take enough yoga classes, you know, if you're doing it a few times a week, whether at home or in a studio, you're like having that time of quiet. Your mind's doing stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of start to like see patterns mm-hmm. and you can st- kind of like, I mean, it's just, just really good for us to, to know ourselves as, as good as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So <clears throat> we've talked a lot about yoga, but um, one, a- another big part of your life is music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to think that music is really transformative and healing too. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, what's your experience with that? Oh my gosh, it makes me so emotional. I can barely sing Ugh, a song in front of people. We love emotions. Ugh. It's hard to cry and sing at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and so, and like, you want to write songs from your soul, you know what I mean? But then when you try to sing them for people, you cry mm. <laughs> because it's so touching or whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you sing them like a hundred times, then you're kind of over, over the tears. It just becomes a performance. Yeah. Yeah. You have um, to tap into your performer, I guess. I don't know. My like, I feel like my heart chakra is open and like maybe a little hyper active sure because yeah i will cry i mean a S- rod stewart song can come on the radio and i'll have to pull over oh gosh well, this because is, i can't see because I'm, like I'm crying too. it is so funny because i i think i've told this story before but i was like in a in my car and this was like during um yoga Your teacher training, training and i had like mm-hmm. broken up with my boyfriend a couple months before and foreigner came on and i want to know what love is I and i started know. crying god that one makes and me it cry was too. like yes. it was just so weird that like finally i felt like i had you know this access to what was going on in my body and that i could mm-hmm. like express my emotions about mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. you know because i had felt so locked for such oh, a long yes. time and that yoga had like opened that for me yeah i feel like i had like created a little wall around my heart of Mm. protection Mm -hmm. you know what I mean just because like being a woman in a man's world I don't know all kinds of stuff and heartbreak like breaking up and getting hurt and not being understood over and over again you know so yeah like opening the heart was a big Mm. part of I I started working on it when I had Desi it was very heart opening yeah and then it just is so open now that I almost started to cry at the beginning of this podcast, actually. I love that. Because I'm so proud of you guys. Oh, my this God. Is so stop cool. it. We love you so much, Sarah. And I, I think this that's like, it just feels really good to like be in like in a shared space with you mm. because I do feel like I can be myself and I can feel open, you know? Good. And I think you, you foster that for a lot of people. Oh, mm-hmm. good. That's like... That would be my best goal in life is to like just have people feel like they can be 100% themselves around me. Because mm-hmm. I am definitely being a giant weirdo in front of you, whether you like it or not. Well, I think that's, that's what's what also so beautiful. Get grant permission for people to be themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think we should talk about this intersection then of, the, of yoga and of music and of mm-hmm. community development or transformative um, – the transformative power of those two things and healing through that was something that you developed called the harmony festival Mm. would you tell us about that um yeah we just uh natalie brown and i we were kind of like getting 
um, maybe asked or I don't know. I feel like maybe people were like suggesting that maybe we do some sort of little yoga festival and sound healing festival in Cedar Rapids. This was like during COVID times. And so we just were like, sure, let's just keep it simple, though. Baby steps. Mm hmm. Moving slow. So just a little tiny festival with sound healing and yoga and music, our loves. And now we've got Emily Qual on board, and she is amazing. And I feel... Love you, Emily. Organize her, for Super sure. good. Yeah. She's, like, on top of it, and her energy is awesome. And so, like, I feel really, like, good about it. And we've been very supported by our community. I feel like Cedar Rapids could really use like a nice music festival, yeah. you know? Um, and so a little bit of everything, you know, it's it's just a festival to like get people together, get them out, trying something new. You know, there's lots of different offerings. So there's lots of options to like do something that you know you love, do something you've never tried before, hang out with somebody new, hear some different viewpoints, see some live music, support. Mm-hmm support the local artists it is fun that it's like so dynamic mm-hmm. that there's a lot of things going on during that weekend mm-hmm. <clears throat> that it is yoga but there's also sound healing and then there's live music um and there's so many different kinds of um access to the different kinds of yoga um that i remember experiencing through the first two years of it um but what do you feel like is the connection between the harmony fest and this idea of uh community change I'd like it to um, hopefully change our community for the better. Um, you know, I would like it to get a little bigger, um, maybe a little more live music. I want people to like travel here and like stay here for the weekend mm. and like stay in the Airbnbs and shop the shops. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like Cedar Rapids is a really cool town and with, our cute little neighborhood here, Czech Village and Nubo and our downtown. Like we have a lot of really good restaurants, mm-hmm. such good food in this town. Great service. Mm-hmm. Like our service is amazing in this town. And you don't even, you like take it for granted until you travel. And then you're like, oh, I miss the service in Cedar Rapids. <laughs> um, and we have free parking. <laughs> That's <laughs> one of the best parts. Caleb mentioned that today, actually. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like why not? Like why not just try? Like we're, we're not trying to make it too big or spend too much money or make it too fancy. We're just tapping into all the talent. Um, <laughs> we're tapping into all the local talent here that we have because we have such great talent here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, why not showcase that? When is Harmony Fest going to be this year? It is going to be July 29th and 30th, mm-hmm. maybe the 28th. It's so far, it's just been a two-day festival, but we might add Friday night this year. We're just kind of, we're seeing mm-hmm. about it. That's one of the things I'm really grateful to Natalie and Emily for just being kind of flexible and laid back about things because it's all just kind of, we just kind of like let it play out a little bit mm-hmm. and see. But yeah. And this will be its third year? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Me neither. I always enjoy it. It'll be fun. I know. I think it's exciting that we have something like that. Quite honestly, I'm an introvert. Not a surprise. So unless like (laughs) Caleb goes too, I struggle. (laughs) But also I'm like, 
it's an opportunity for you, Sarah, to go meet people that you know are similar to you and have similar beliefs and it's inclusive, which I love. Mm -hmm. And I think what stops me a lot of times from taking my introverted self places is I don't know how inclusive it's going to be, Mm -hmm. but I always feel like it's a safe space. um, And there's always friendly people who will talk to you. And then I'm like, oh, my God, strangers. But then they become friends. Oh, my yeah. God. Do you know what I just remembered is that you and I hosted the after party yeah. last year. Uh-huh. And I was on mushrooms. I was going to say we were shrooming. <laughs> yes. That was a really fun night. It was, it was, a, was a fun, fun night. night. <laughs> yep. Lots of alcohol, shrooms. Yeah. <laughs> some of our favorite things <laughs> well i hope you guys can host again this, yeah this uh year <laughs> we'll have and some bring the sober time oh yeah or maybe we can take shrooms after i'm not opposed <laughs> to shrooming no me neither it, it's fun we'll have to do it it makes me really touchy <laughs> you're pretty touchy i know i'm already really touchy but yeah mm-hmm. okay well. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, well. <laughs> On that note, I don't have anything else unless uh, you do, Sarah. I don't think so. I just really love you both a lot, mm. and I'm grateful Aww. that you both yeah. exist. A lot of love. Yeah. And I'm really grateful to Sarah because without you, I would have no job and I wouldn't have a Caleb. <laughs> so, Aww. oh my God, you made this happen. Oh, my heart. Yeah, you oh. did. So sweet. Your sister, blessing. I love you guys. Too. God bless you. your soul, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for blessing my soul. Uh, well, to those listeners of Othered out there, um, put the Harmony Fest on your calendar. Last weekend in July. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and go check out the breathing room schedule. Maybe make yourself um, a commitment to check it out. Comes. Commit to coming to class. Yeah. Fuck around and find out. Exactly. Fuck around and find out, Cedar Rapids. Yes, Iowa. Cedar Rapids. <laughs> we are bobbing our heads back and exactly. forth. Exactly. We're sassy today. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We love you and we appreciate you. Absolutely. For who you are. Mm-hmm. As your weird othered self. Yes. Yes. Go out there, be other. Enjoy yourself. And turn other people othered too. Yeah. I don't know how. Do it.